Welcome to This Week in Louisiana Agriculture. This is the podcast edition of this week's show. If you would like to watch the video of this week's show, head over to our website at twilighttv.org. To learn more about all the stories you hear in this episode, you can visit that same website, and we hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hello, I'm Kristen Oaks-White. Thank you for joining us for This Week in Louisiana Agriculture, the only TV show bringing Louisiana farmers and consumers together every week. Well, this week we complete our series of interviews with each of the candidates who want to be the next governor of Louisiana. The primary election will happen on October 14th, which is quickly approaching. Today, my partner Avery Davidson sits down with Louisiana's Attorney General, Jeff Landry. Thanks, Kristen. We're continuing to meet all of the candidates running for governor of the great state of Louisiana. And we continue now with someone you know very well, Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry. Jeff, thank you so much for being with us on Twyla. It's great to be here. Well, I know you. We've been talking off and on for years since you were a congressman and even a little bit before that. But let everybody know your background because you even worked on a farm at one time. Oh, yeah. I spent <laughs> a lot of time on a farm. Um, working on a sugar farm uh, right out of high school um, uh, with a, a number of my friends uh, and relatives. Uh, I had a great uncle who had a sugar farm um, that brought cane to Iberia Co-op, but worked with the Laparooses that brought cane to uh, St. John and, or, or Lasuka now, uh, but enjoyed it, always enjoyed it. I always said that uh, the job I had on the farm was, was the most relaxing. Wasn't always the easiest one, but it, it, it certainly was was very fulfilling. Um, so I know how hot it gets in the summer in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. <laughs> did, that, did that make you change your mind on career choices Yeah, there? You, know, you know, it's interesting uh, because, um, you know, when I was working with my cousin, he, he said, you know, you really should uh, go, uh, go to school, go to, go to college. My mom and him wanted me to go to college. I didn't go to college right after I graduated. I'd gone into the National Guard. One real hot summer in July um, uh, when we were... I remember we were basically dewatering the field, uh, some new property, and I, I mean the grass was higher than me and you, and and it was hot. And I was working with these folks. I was like, man, they got to be something better than this. It was hot in that grass, and so I said, well, I'll, I, maybe I'll give it a shot to go to college. But enjoyed it, really mm -hmm. did enjoy it. Got many friends that are in the agricultural business. Really appreciate um, the industry. Uh, understand that you can't have a free country. Unless you have a country that can supply itself with food. Well, and then you went into law enforcement as well. How did that go from from working uh, in the farm field to military service to law enforcement to being an attorney? Well, what happened was was when I right when I decided to go to college was when they activated us to go to war, and and of course in the National Guard I was a military police officer, so I spent a year in active duty, and then when I got out. I said, well, there's no sense in going back on the farm. I had an opportunity to go work in, uh, at a police department, mm -hmm. and I, I realized you could work nights and then go to school during the day. Mm -hmm. And so I did that. And so I ended up working as a police officer and then later as a sheriff's deputy as I, would, as I was going to college. And then you ran for Congress, won uh, that one term. Uh, what did that experience teach you that prepared you to be attorney general? Well, I don't know that anything can, uh, can, can prepare you to be the attorney general. I'd never, <clears throat> if you would have asked me 20 years ago, uh, don't you want to be the attorney general? I'd have said, no, nah, I'm not <laughs> a 
what does the attorney general do? You know, mm -hmm. uh, I think that that the opportunity that I had in Congress going in with such a big class at a time when there was a big conservative movement, the first big conservative movement that happened uh, at the turn of the century, um, exposed me to a lot of things, uh, gave me an understanding and, 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 and an appreciation about how dysfunctional Washington actually is. Some people had approached me to run for attorney general while I was in Congress, and I had passed because I felt that I felt that, look, when you ask the voters for a job, uh, you have a duty to fulfill that job. And, 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 and there are people that, 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 that tend to move from one seat to another, says, well, I can run for this seat and not give up the one I got. And, and that's a little bit dishonest because you've asked people uh, to, to give you an opportunity to do a job. It's like a contract. And, we, and, and so that's what we did. We fulfilled that contract. And then... And then um, after I was out and people came back to me, I decided to run and it's been great. Well, now you're asking for a new contract. You're asking for voters to, to make you governor of the great state of Louisiana. What, what made you decide, hey, I want to run for governor? Well, my contract comes up this year. <laughs> uh, and, and so you're right. I had an opportunity to either I could run for reelection. I have the greatest job. There is no doubt that the people of the state of Louisiana have, have, have really given me an opportunity to serve as the attorney general, and I believe it's been the greatest job I've ever had and really have enjoyed it. Um, but I'm just, I'm sick and tired. I've had enough of Louisiana being at the bottom of, uh, of all of the list. I've, I've, I've heard the cries from people that have said, why can't we be as good as Mississippi and Arkansas and Georgia and South Carolina? So we see all of the states in the SEC. I call it the SEC. Mm -hmm. It's easy for people to know where those yeah. states are. All of those states except for Louisiana have people moving into them rather than out of them, except Louisiana. And so I want an opportunity to change that. And, and I don't think it's that difficult to do. I think it takes leadership. Um, we said in October of, of, of last year when we announced that this race was not about me. It was about you. It was about the people who are watching, the people who are listening. Um, what is it that they hope to see the state of Louisiana look like in 10, in 20 years. And so that's what this race is about. Agriculture is now a, an $11 billion a year industry for the state, a major economic driver. How does that play? How does agriculture play into your plans as governor should you be elected? Look, agriculture is not new to Louisiana. Agriculture was one of the foundational industries that built this state. And so we should be looking at how we can improve our position, uh, how we can expand um, our farming opportunities and our agricultural opportunities here in this state. And we want to focus on that. We want to focus on agriculture, on petrochemical, on our oil and gas. If we focus and we talk to the people who built this state, uh, the small business owners, the farmers, um, those that ply their trade here in Louisiana, and we help them to grow those businesses and those job opportunities, then I think everything else becomes organic. I think that the rest of the job growth becomes organic, and that's how we start uh, to retain great people here in this state. Well, we have seven candidates who are all vying for the same seat, the governor's seat, five of whom are Republicans. You're one of them. How are you going to, or what sets you apart from the other Republicans, and how are you going to ensure that you are the one in the runoff? Well, look, I, I, don't, I don't worry about who else is in the race. I, didn't, I don't even have a count. I, I can tell you that in October of last year, 
we got into this race, and for 90 days, no one else got in. It was, well, I'm waiting to see if this one's running or that one's running or what if this one's getting in. That tells me that those people aren't serious about running this state, not a state that's 50th in all of the good list. What that tells me is that that's just political opportunities, but that's not what we're about. Well, we're about are the issues. We're about the message that we want to bring, the vision that we want to bring to the state of Louisiana as how we can lead this state. Um, and something unique happened. Um, in October, we got in. And in December, the state Republican Party, in a, in a democratic um, uh, process of which we have 230 elected Republican State Central Committee members, a vast majority of them heard from their constituencies Republicans out there that said, we don't want to see the fighting in the past. We are the Republican-nominated candidate in this particular race. We've tried to give the people of this state exactly what I've heard many of them say is, we don't want to see all those nasty attacks back and forth. Um, what we want to talk about is issues, and that's what we're going to try to do. Well, before we wrap up, I'm going to bring up one more issue. He, he was smart enough to marry a woman from New Iberia. So, uh, you that's know, what so my well, father-in-law <laughs> says. <laughs> So all great things come from New Iberia, Jeff. Yeah, yeah well, that's what that's what the whole LeBlanc clan says too. <laughs> Jeff, thank you so much. I appreciate you joining okay, us here on this problem. week in Louisiana agriculture. Coming up after the break, we'll meet the final candidate to grace the set of Twyla, and that's Treasurer John Schroeder. Stay with us. I'm a steward of the land. I am growing a better future. I am feeding the world. I'm making the world a better place. I am resilient. I'm essential, and I'm still forming. I am essential. I am still forming. I am resilient. I am essential. I am still forming. No matter what happens, we are still forming. I am Farm Bureau. 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 We are Farm Bureau. Thank you for staying with us here on This Week in Louisiana Agriculture as we continue to meet the candidates running for governor of the great state of Louisiana. Joining me now is someone who should be familiar to you, especially if you've received some of that unclaimed property, Treasurer John Schroeder, who is also a Republican candidate for governor. Treasurer Schroeder, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Yeah, look, it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to even be uh, in, the, in the mix. To, it's a, it's a very humbling experience, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I believe heavily in service and giving back and, you know, just being uh, in the process is exciting to us. Well, let's talk about your life of giving back. As you mentioned, uh, a little bit of your background, you, I mean, you were born in the New Orleans area, Jefferson Parish, but also uh, served in the military. Tell us a little bit about your background before entering the, the political arena and going into the state legislature. Yeah, it was a while. I mean, I'm 62. My, my wife and I have been married 38 years now. Uh, but I was born and raised in, I was born in New Orleans, raised in Jefferson Parish. I actually went to the North Shore in Tangibahoe when I uh, went to Southeastern to play football. 
uh, where, we, where I met my wife. She got a degree in education. I got a degree in criminal justice. Um, went in the Army right after that. It was uh, under the time when Ronald Reagan was the president. And, um, you know, we were in a tough little economy. And it's, 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 a diff it's a whole long story why and how I did it, but I did. I went in the Army and uh, ultimately got into infantry, military intelligence, and then I became a CID agent and mm -hmm. worked uh, narcotics um, across several states. And it was, a, it was a fun job. I enjoyed it. And uh, as I tell people, it's not always about putting people in jail. I really enjoyed um, really engaging people and helping people uh, because it's a it's a you know it's a it's a bad problem in this country. I got in the business world, and 32 years later, um, my wife and I have had a lot of small businesses. We do a lot of business with mom and pops. We're in the construction business. I'm in the real estate development business. You know, I was about 47, 48 uh, when term limits kicked in uh, for the legislature for the first time, and I ran for that open seat in Covington. Um, in St. Tammany Parish and representing um, St. Tammany and a good portion of Tangerville Parish. And I used to joke with my colleagues in the legislature that the majority of my district was rural agriculture land from cattle and crops. And uh, yeah, I've represented Covington, but that was about the extent of being in the city. It's a privilege to serve, and I try to just you know, as I tell people, I like representing those that aren't represented. Obviously, being a state treasurer is a little more visible than helping the poor people or doing whatever you do back in your communities. But I, I like representing the state um, and bringing some a fiscal conservatives, conservatism to the table, which you typically don't see because I understand what the business people go through and have to invest a dollar and earn that dollar back plus to pay your bills and pay your mortgages and pay your employees and then turn around and do it again. What I try to do is bring some normality to it. I treat it every, every bit like a business. And you hear people say that a lot, that government needs to run like a business. Well, in a lot, many respects, it does. You brought up about service and that being important to you. Is that why you decided to run for governor? Was there one little aha moment where you said, this happened, I need to be the one to help steer this state. Well, look, I'm, I would never say I'm the one, okay? And it really had no, nothing to do with who else was in the race or anything like that because, heck, I didn't know who was going to get in the race. It really came, comes down to I spent nine and a half years in the legislature. As a conservative, a fiscal conservative, that's not political. That just means I don't spend every dollar I have because in, in, in by my definition, if you have a dollar, and you spend a dollar, you're broke. If you have a million dollars and spend a million dollars, you're broke. Well, that's what government does. If you did that, if Farm Bureau did that, Farm Bureau wouldn't be in existence. Only government can exist in that because they don't, they don't really answer to anybody. If we would run government the same way we, we run our households or our businesses, we would be so far better off, uh, but we don't. Relationship building is key. Working with each other is key. Um, which you, I brought all those talents from the business world with me. Uh, we get sidetracked on a lot of different issues, but as you saw the legislative session that just ended, it's all about the money, sir. Oh, talking about money, agriculture is an $11 billion a year yeah. industry for the state of Louisiana. As treasurer, you understand the importance of having those tax dollars roll over here in the state. 
tell me a little bit about how agriculture would fit into your plan and vision for this state as governor. Man, when you say agriculture to me, I think very broad, you know, from timber to farming. Now, my wife's from Iberville Parish, you know, um, all big sugarcane farmers. I'm not going to say I know everything about the farming business, but, but I've been going into White Castle for, what, 42 years now. So I don't have all the answers, um, but who does? I don't think you're going to find a governor that's an expert in agriculture, expert in, in the chemical industry and oil and gas and education and, and infrastructure and insurance. And I mean, I could go on and on. That person doesn't exist, you know, but you do need a CEO type who knows how to listen, who knows how to bring the assets to the table and figure out what do we need to do. You know, I would, I would rely heavily on the agriculture community to tell the governor, hey, governor, this is what we need. This is how we get there. But look, we have to promote this state also, and I believe that we have to take care of the industries we have. What about our farmers today? They're mom-and-pop farm uh, business people, no different than the guy opening a barbershop every day. So what are we going to do to get government out the way um, to help you and not hinder you? There's a bit of a hindrance between you and the, the governor's seat right now, and that would be the fact that there are six other candidates in this right. race. And there's pretty sh I'm pretty sure there's going to be a runoff based on what that looks like. You're one of five Republicans. What will set you apart from the other, five, other four Republicans and allow you to make that runoff? I think I experience, I think my military background, my law enforcement background with certainly the, the crime problems we're having today, my degrees in criminal justice, I know crime at a high level. And, um, you know, I hold myself to a high standard. Um, I believe heavily in, in accountability, which, um, which you have to have through transparency, and I've walked that walk. I want to represent the majority of people, which I don't believe is happening, and which is why one of the reasons I'm sitting here. You know, it's the 85 percentile that make this make this state run, and um, I know what they I know what their plight is. I know what the plight of business is because I've done it. I've I've invested a dollar. I haven't talked about it. I've done it behind the scenes every day for the last. I don't know. I'm 62. I, obviously, I wasn't in business when I was two, but I mean, obviously, for the last 32, 33 years in business, that's a lot of experience with homeland security and hurricanes and and making decisions and making decisions in high-profile situations where where life is at stake. It's just a matter of what the the public wants. If you want somebody who's going to go to work every day, I sort of, as I tell people, it's like going to work five Mondays or six Mondays a week because that's how I work. Every day is a Monday in my world. Mm -hmm. And uh, I enjoy it though, and I don't need anything from anybody. I don't believe in transactional politics, meaning I want to change the, the perception of, of politics in general where it's a pay to play, because it is. And I will stop that. You know, my promise is, is that every decision I make will be based on one thing. What is best for the citizens of Louisiana, period. Not what's best for me, not what's best for you and your industry, but what is best for the citizens of this state. Um, and, and if you just stay focused on that and, and pay attention to what the needs are for other people and, and work on that daily, we can get there. We have until October 14th for yeah. sure. Thank you so much. He is Treasurer John Schroeder, candidate for governor for the great state of Louisiana. And you'll have a chance to meet the candidates at the Louisiana Farm Bureau Convention held in New Orleans during the gubernatorial forum. We'll have information about that on our website at twilighttv.org. 
Now be sure to stay with us because coming up next, we're going to introduce you to a teacher who really knows how to grow in education. The Twyla Boost is next. Stay with us. It's a well-known fact that here in Louisiana, sugarcane is more than just a crop. It's a way of life. It creates more than 16,000 jobs across the state and an additional $3 billion boost to our state's economy. And Louisiana's cane families always give back to the communities where we live, work, and play. Louisiana sugarcane, making life sweeter, naturally. Sugarcane, sweet sugarcane. While the Louisiana Farm Bureau Convention is coming up, there's another annual meeting right before it. The Louisiana Mayhaw Association Annual Conference is Saturday, June 17th at the Mega Shelter at LSUA in Alexandria. Registration is available the day of the convention beginning at 8 a.m. and is open to the public even if you're not growing mayhaws. LMA President Andy Thompson says there will be seminars on hybridization and growing mayhaws as well as elections for new officers. It's going to start at 9. We invite everybody to come that's interested in mayhaws either making jelly or growing trees. Come see us. We'd love to educate you on the tree. We'll have a link to the Mayhaw Association's website on our website, twilatv.org. While it may not be Mayhaw season, it is still crawfish season. Prices have come down quite a bit since the peak of the season, which may be good for you, but not so great for our farmers and wild-caught fishermen. Here are some spots where you can still get crawfish. The Chenier Shack restaurant in Monroe has live crawfish for $2.25 per pound, while boiled crawfish are running at $2.95. In Lake Charles, live crawfish are $2.65 a pound at Bork's Fresh Seafood, and boiled are going for $3 even. Finally, if you're headed to New Orleans for the Farm Bureau Convention, you can get live crawfish at Colada's Seafood for $1.99 per pound, and boiled are available for just a dollar more at $2.99 per pound. Now these crawfish prices are brought to you by the Louisiana Crawfish Promotion and Research Board, which reminds you to always eat Louisiana crawfish and to make sure, ask before you eat. Now it's time for the Twyla Boost, a little something-something at the end of the show to make you feel better about your day. And what can be better than winning? Well, how about winning for helping children better understand how agriculture plays a part in their daily lives? That's why one Vermilion Parish educator is the Louisiana Ag in the Classroom Teacher of the Year. It's harvest time at Renee A. Rost Middle School in Kaplan. Perfect. Sixth grade science and social studies teacher Hannah Abair and her students tend to the pirate garden. It's just one of the tools Abair uses to teach core subjects using agriculture. I think agriculture is very important in our life and especially in a rural Vermilion Parish. A lot of families do farming or you see farming happening. So it's important for kids to understand where their food is coming from, how it's grown, and all the struggles that farmers go through in order to get you the food you need. It's not very easy to just get a meal on your table. In the classroom, Abair has students learn that soil is not dirt. She does so with a small composting project where the students can see earthworms at work. Ag is important. It's not just another lesson. Abair then has students step up the learning by going bigger with this composter. While Abair is well versed in agriculture now, her passion for it developed later in her education. I was never in 4-H. I was never in FFA in high school. I was in everything else, all the academic clubs. And it wasn't until I went to college for agribusiness that I fell in love with agriculture and my professors were very passionate. And so they passed that passion on to me 
So I figured, hey, not everybody understands this. By helping these students understand agriculture, Bear got the attention of Vermilion Farm Bureau Ag in the Classroom Chair, Jamie Lee. Hannah really understands the concept that teaching about agriculture can be so much more than just planting a seed. In her science classes, she does a really great job of you know, starting with soil science, talking about compost systems, and then she really brings it full circle with her pirate garden cook-off activity where her students were able to use what they picked in their garden to prepare a meal with community members for their family and friends, which was really amazing to see. It's for those reasons that Bear is being recognized as the 2023 Louisiana Ag in the Classroom Teacher of the Year, something that caught her by surprise. I was very shocked. I was very excited that I won because it's something I've been wanting to, to earn um, since I started teaching and learned about Ag in the Classroom five years ago. So I was like, let's let's see if I can get this one day. Um, I just feel like it's a testament to all my hard work and it, it helps to show other teachers that, you know, doing a little bit extra, going above and beyond really does pay off. And it's more than just an award. It, it's getting the students to understand like, hey, if you put in hard work, you'll get you'll get recognized and it's going to pay off. Bear receives an all-expenses-paid trip to the National Ag in the Classroom Conference in Orlando, Florida, an Apple iPad, and $500 cash, all courtesy of the Louisiana Foundation for Agriculture in the Classroom. She'll also be honored during the awards program at the 101st Louisiana Farm Bureau Convention in New Orleans on June 22nd. Well, that does it for this edition of Twyla. Next week, we'll be at the Louisiana Farm Bureau Convention in New Orleans, and we'll have all that coverage for you on our next episode. While we're there in New Orleans, you can keep up with what's going on at our convention on our social media channels. So be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And you can always find us on our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe, turn on notifications so you know when we put something new out there. For all of us here at Twyla, thanks for joining us. We hope to see you again right here next week. If you would like to watch the video form of this episode of Twyla, head over to our website at twylatv.org. You can also find all the information related to all the different stories in this episode at that website. Again, that's twilighttv.org. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show.